Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. I am a hardened gunslinger who goes by Michael. Joining me as always, Cowdoy in the city, it's Adrian. I ain't no lippy duck. And Matt, what are you? Some kind of European toy maker? No, I am a fucking genius! <laughs> Alright, we're cool, we're just going straight into the swearing. I tried to dip on that, but I guess we're going in. Hey, I'm quoting the game, which is... Hold on, I want to rewind. I want to rewind then. I want to go, I ain't no lippy fuck. All right, there we go. Okay. Now you're the one editing the episode. (laughs) We're leaving it all in. If you haven't guessed already by our clever little intro there, or by the title of this podcast, for the last month we've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, It is the Rockstar sequel prequel to Red Dead Redemption, which was a spiritual sequel to Red Dead Revolver. Uh, I only realised this is we did a Rockstar game not that long ago in Bully uh, last year. Yes, uh, and we're back for some more Rockstar. Can I can I ask who p- selected this for the year and why they selected it? Wasn't it me? It was you because you were doing sequels. Yeah, I was doing sequels, and I was also doing uh, supposed goats. You know, like the really good games i forgot that i selected this actually i i've been playing this like god damn can't believe michael made me do this yeah (laughs) it It wasn't me it was i warned you (laughs) all right i'm gonna crack into it this is a game from busy gamer asterix because there's two kinds of busy gamers we've said this before you've got the kind that has like you gotta multitask, and that's kind of me at the moment. I have to multitask. I can't be doing one thing at a time. And if we're saying it for that, this is not. This is terrible. Do not try to play Red Dead Redemption Two story with a baby. Doesn't is no good. <laughs> but if you're the kind of person that just has like a fifteen minute stint every day, and you want to play this, then this is a game for a busy gamer. See, I already disagree with you because yeah. if you have fifteen minutes stint, you know what you're getting done. You get a horse <laughs> ride in, and then you got to jump off, go do whatever you got to do. This game is in no way, shape, or form at all designed for a busy gamer. That is my hard stance. Oh, okay. I wholeheartedly agree. This is like we can just say it from the beginning. You do not have time. You do not have time for this if you are a busy gamer. This is real. Sit down. Get comfy. You're going for a ride, boy. You're going to have to put hours into this. That's what it is. It doesn't pretend to not be that. And it gets the, and it and it shows you that from the very beginning that this is you you're going to go at you're going to go at horse pace. You're not going to go Oh at, yeah. You're not going at bloody what are they banshee? Is the banshee from GTA 5? You're not going at sports car pace. You want that go to Grand Theft Auto. This is horse pace. Oppressor Mark 2 is probably, like, it's oh, not the yeah. fastest, but it for, for your, like, for traveling, you just go up instead of around. It's really good. Uh, yeah, riding I, let's everywhere. Start where you, it's awful. Let's start where you said, uh, Michael, right at the start, because immediately you know this game is not for a busy gamer because the intro to this game is so long-winded and boring and... It just took so long. I, I took me like two, like sit down, like hour, two hour sessions to get through it, and yeah. it was boring. I didn't care 
like yeah. the game starts you in the middle of a story and just expects you to know everyone and love everyone. And I, I certainly did not. Uh, so it was trying hard at that. And it was just like a lot of horse riding and talking and doing like obviously tutorial stuff. But I guess because they were trying to cram in the here's all the people you, you're you going to have to like. They really dragged it out. Yeah. like I disagree I know- with it being boring. Like... No, it's boring. Well, like, I want to. I want to. It might be boring <laughs> to you, and that's fine if you found it boring. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. Like, but I enjoyed spending, like, I enjoyed sort of the intrigue of like why, like, what has happened to these people? They're they're on the run, uh, and they get stuck up in the mountains in the snow. One of the members of the gang is like missing, and his wife is like distraught, and you're seeing everyone from the get-go on, like, like everybody's on edge. And, like, and I think that's, like, I think that's, like a, like, a good way to start, that it's, like, that th- things are not all hunky-dory. It would be weird if it was, like, a, a like, a happy beginning. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. Like, the story beats are good, but the way the game plays them out to you, I disagree with. Um, yeah, and I that's going to be the that's going to be the, the the crux of this review is I disagree with a lot of the way the decisions <laughs> they make. So like the story beats are good, but are you spend fifteen minutes riding on a horse talking to someone about the fact that you've lost the horse? Like you like oh John's gone missing again. Why don't we absolute nink and poop? It's like okay, great. I don't. It I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't as in, it wasn't as engrossing as I think they thought it might be. Yeah, at know. least for me. One of my favorite things in this game, especially at the start, is when you're on your horse and you're riding, and then suddenly it forces you into cinematic mode because it's gonna teleport you. Oh, that's it. When it does that, I'm so happy because, like, I don't hate it when they're talking on the horse, and it's like, yeah, I guess you got to put the dialogue somewhere, and the like, horse ride is it, I guess. Uh, but I think they could have. Like, I know it's far too gone now, but I didn't like the way... I know he wasn't in the tutorial, but the Irish guy, who I forget the name of, he's introduced and everyone's like, oh, it's this guy. And and then, like, next mission, he says something and the three others go, oh, this guy. And it's like, no, 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 don't do that. I don't know this guy. You can't... No, I don't like... It's not... It doesn't transfer to me. It makes me assume every single character is in Red Dead Redemption 1 and I'm missing out because I didn't play that. Uh, now I know what happens to that Irish guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. Should we just quickly preface, this is going to be spoiler-filled, so if you haven't played it or you do want to play it and or you're halfway through, uh, maybe hold off for a bit because uh, we'll go straight into that. I was so sad. I liked Sean and he no, died. I was, I, was, I was happy. I was like, thank God. He was the first, like one of the first characters. I was like, you know what? This guy, I, I actually enjoy this guy being around. He gets you in, like he's one of the few characters, like this. I'm trying to think. Him and Micah get you in trouble when you first meet them. So it's like, okay, well, Micah, yeah. Uh, and- yeah, but Micah feels like he was doing it, like, I'm not talking on purpose, but like, he doesn't care. Whereas I feel like Sean, it was like, I remember he's like, you know, he's sorry about it. 
Oh, Micah 100% does it on purpose. Micah yeah, is, yes. Micah is a piece of shit. And the, and the game does such a good job of making you hate him. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Both in like story and gameplay, it's like, oh, Micah, I, I cannot stand you, and you're just you're on side with. I think they do a really good job of that with like all the characters, in that they're all very, they all have very defined like personalities, and they all change, and the main characters' interactions with them like change and grow, except for Micah and Dutch. They are the only people who refuse to change, and so by the very end. That you you despise them, you hate them so well, much. I think Dutch changes, or rather, his veneer kind of fades away. You know. So um, okay, at what point does it did that happen for you? Because I'm halfway through the game, it's like around the start of chapter four, and I Dutch is like still probably one of my favorite characters. I oh, I just like he's a great character, like awesome character. But from the from the very beginning of the game. They show that he is uh, that he is lying, and he's starting to lose his like nerve. He's starting to break his own rules, and the gang is suffering from the very beginning of the game because of that. And yeah, it continues uh, to descend further into the madness. So I did not play nearly as much as I wanted to for this. I only got twenty one percent. Oh damn, that is. But I've I've got a lot of gameplay. I've just not done the story, but. In my 20%, compared to whatever Adrian, I don't know how many chapter I'm in because I don't pay attention because I have to look at a chart. What's, anyway. What town are you near? Uh, I'm still at Horseshoe Overlook, but I think we're about to go because the cups, okay, yeah. the That's feds are showing two. up. Yeah. Um, but I I could just tell. I like, And so also to preface, between knowing that I was not going to be able to play any more of the game and now I've watched the story on YouTube. So if people were like, oh, he read this, it's like, no, I listened to it. Uh, <laughs> the audio book of a video game. <laughs> I, I, was, I knew what was going to happen with Dutch, not so much everyone else, like, you know. Um, but I, like I could just tell. I just knew what was going to happen with Dutch, like, there's just something about him. It was either at the very start, I was like, he's either going to die and he's going to be like, I'm going to be his Avenger or he turns evil is basically just the way he was was talking. And then now I was like, I think he turns evil. And then so (laughs) I think I was talking to you guys or maybe our friend. And then it was like, Oh, Dutch is in Red Dead Redemption one, which is in the future. So he doesn't die. He's evil. Which, spoiler alert, he's kind of, I mean, evil is... He's very bad. Like, very bad. But I would say Micah is evil. You know what yeah. I mean? Dutch is, uh, Dutch is incredibly selfish um, and very dangerous and a bit mad. But he's not like he isn't evil in the way that Mike is. Should we save more on like story beats yeah. and that for yeah. the game? Because to me, it is the story is the grind. Because and I'll talk about the game when we get to the game. But that's me is writing and you're talking and you're having cutscenes that you can't skip because yeah. you don't want to miss out on anything. 
Um, and as Adrian said, the intro and tutorial, which is very story heavy, story oriented, is it does take a lot of time. It's quite boring because, and I'm just trying to say, it just doesn't do a good job. I'm going to say in terms of gameplay, Dead Eye sucks. I get it in multiplayer, but in single player, I should have like 10 times as much Dead Eye as I do. Or it should replenish so much more forgivingly. Like, I get that it's overpowered, but also the aim assist in this game is hot trash. <laughs> I found it quite good. Oh. I found it very easy to just, like, press the zoom in button, not notch my, like, joystick up a touch, and I'm headed shotting people with ease. Yeah. It's like, snappy. Th- there are times that I've got it, like like you're saying, but for the majority, when I'm, especially when I'm trying, okay, for example... Uh, you've got your sights on a particular deer in the herd and you aim and it auto-aims to a deer that is behind a brush and you don't want to take that shot because it might hit the tree. Uh, So you're trying your best to get it to aim at the other one and then Arthur's like, oh boy, I'm out of breath. I better stop. (laughs) Like it's that kind of thing where it's almost too magnetic um, and so when I'm resisting it, when you when I'm resisting that magnet, mate, yes. <laughs> like I find I find it all like it's very snappy, and I like the guns, but it's still running in that like GTA Four and GTA Five style of like shooting, and I don't like Rockstar probably need to put a lot of work into that. Like many other third person shooters, are better shooters than the Rockstar games. And yet these are one of the most like popular games with guns and the gunplay is just not good enough. Like it should be even better. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's serviceable, but you know, for a game that's supposedly a masterpiece, you'd expect some unique or some innovative or something fresh and punchy, but it just, it is just, okay, I'm shooting. So who is who did this last one? Was this me? Did I do this last stop point? What? Screw your perfect pelts. Yeah, that's me. Uh, so Good. one of the you, big you and one I. of the big areas of grind for Red Dead Redemption Two uh, is that there is a there is a hunting, fishing, and I think it's plant collecting like uh, quest Side kind stuff. of thing. Yeah, cool. And it's like it's all it's all your classic filler stuff. You don't need to do it, but in order to get like some outfits or things like that, uh, you need to do the hunting stuff and sell the pelts to like the trapper guy. Uh, and it's a really cool like system that you can like the things that you can get kind of double reward out of doing hunting. The game is so the game puts so much emphasis on realism. That in order to get a perfect pelt of an animal, you first need to check that the animal is a perfect animal and then shoot the animal perfectly to maintain the pelt. Now, I can handle I can handle the game saying, shoot it perfectly to get a perfect pelt. But it's, it's too much to, to make me check the animal first and go like, is that, is that deer a three star? No, it's only a one star. Ah, you mangy deer. You made you son of a bitch. <laughs> Where's the three star? And like, it, like that's a little too much. And so I didn't. So I sort of like I stopped the hunting side quest stuff. I only went after like 
I did the legendary fishing, I did the legendary hunting, but the the standard hunting, I'm like, that is, it's going to take too much time. That's too much grind. I think you summarized it perfectly by saying, in, at least in regards to the realism, that it's a little bit too much. I think that's, again, they were obviously going for something specific and that's not what I'm looking for in my games, but they they really went full hog on the the realism aspect and for me it it's a, to a detriment and i yeah i can't like it it sucks some of the fun like out of my video game time yeah when it wants to be a simulator in some in some regards like with the hunting it's like come on man i I swear, some of them, it's like, you need to shoot it with a uh, 9mm bullet. None, No other ammo, otherwise it will tarnish it, and you need to fire it from a bow. And it's like, what? Well, hang on. That's what it feels like. It, feels it is ridiculous. legitimately like that. <laughs> yeah, like, try and get a perfect coat of a squirrel, you need... You're thinking, what, what do I use? Do I use a varmint rifle, because that's for small game? No, too powerful for a squirrel. Do I use a bow and arrow? No, too powerful for a squirrel. You need a bow and arrow with small game arrows, which for some reason use part of a shotgun shell to make. And I'm like, that doesn't oh, wow. make any sense. <laughs> it's because yeah. it's actually, the shotgun blast is so large, it actually... Uh, Preserves it perfectly. It scares yes. it to death, and the pelt <laughs> is untouched. <laughs> just use flashbangs. Uh, all mean, right. A great example in, like, the realism slowing down especially for a busy gamer the gameplay is i did a quest where you ride your horse to an oil factory and you steal an oil uh caravan to oh, go park it somewhere for a mission later yeah so i ride my horse to the thing yeah i get like i run into the place because they want you to like break in and just steal it run in steal it and bolt i finally park I, I get away, I escape, I take it to where they want to store it before the, the, the train mission. And then I'm like, get off my, all right, cool, time to return to my base. Let me just whistle for my horse. Your horse is out of range. Cool, guess I'm just going to sprint on foot now. Like, <laughs> I understand the horse is physically far away from me, but I am playing a video game and I want to go where I need to go when I want to go there. I, I don't hey. recall if I had fast travel. Actually, it wouldn't have mattered because you can't fast travel. Your horse isn't near you. It was so, okay. I you you. This is a very valid point. Poor situation because where you park the oil thing is there. It's right next to a stable. I just need you to know. Like it's a. You are correct. This happened okay, to me as well. Okay, then then great. At no point <laughs> do I remember being told that a stable is where you can collect your horse. That's true. That is true. They there is a like, lot in this game that doesn't get told to you. Like I was complaining early on about the fact that I had to physically ride places and fucking spam that X button to sprint uh, on the horse or whatever. And Michael's like, oh, or someone told me, maybe it wasn't Michael, but someone was like, oh, if you go into cinematic mode, so hold down the camera change, and then uh, you, like, double tap X or whatever, you will do it automatically. Yeah, off you go. Not, not told to me at all, but also such a tedious way to have auto, uh, like, travel. And here's, sorry, this is, this is a comment I had later on in the notes, but I'll do it now. Why can't, Rockstar did LA Noir. Why can't we have it like LA Noir, where 
you can choose to ride yourself and listen to the story or you can be like hey can you ride for me like there's so many missions where you have to take a cart somewhere with a, with someone else which is fine and I'm, if they want to talk to me sure but i don't why isn't there an option where it's like you take the reins like they had did yeah. in Eleanor? yeah that's a good that's actually that's a really good point uh i think that the whole uh cinematic ride fails uh because they should delete random events when you're in that mode because oh yeah yeah <laughs> i i never use it because i guarantee the time i'll use it is when some adriscals will spawn in and just kill me yeah i got bounty hunted a couple of times like someone just uh what do you call it cut me off with like a caravan and i was like what's happening is this a random event and they're like get him Get Arthur, get him! And I'm like, oh, that's me. Oh, I'm dead now. <laughs> yeah, I like when that's my biggest gripe. Honestly, I do enjoy just kind of just sometimes you just enjoy riding around, which I understand when you when the journey isn't your destination or whatever the expression is. When you're just riding around, it's enjoyable, like really enjoyable. And you quickly go in cinematic mode. You get out of it. You get back in it. You're having a time. But it's when you are like, no, I need to go here. Everything between now and then is irrelevant and I don't even want to deal with it. Any random events don't want it. That becomes grind. <laughs> and then riding is the is this the biggest grind. You know what's funny though? You yes. say this now. But I uh, I finished off the game because uh, I realized I hadn't completely finished the epilogue. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And so... And then I was in the and then I was in the post game, uh, and when you've done, and I'm pretty sure I've done all the stranger missions, I've done a lot of the random encounters. It seems to be that in the post game, they're kind of not there anymore, and 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 you realise how much you miss them. <laughs> that like, that might be them. a good point. The world, the world, like. Uh, big points to it is that the world is alive and dynamic um and when it's and not that's, there that's really good then it's weird i mean and that's great and realistic and that's cool but i i'm playing a video game i don't necessarily and this is okay now i'm going to say a lot of stuff that's going to be like oh well then the game isn't for you and yes you're right the game isn't for me uh, and that's where I'll, I'll like I'll do my little preface now of like this game is a hundred percent not for me. So all my gripes are legitimately like just game design ethos differences. The way Rockstar wanted to make that game is a hundred percent not conducive to how I like my open world games. Uh, so it's going to sound like I'm trashing on this game a lot, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate some of the good stuff. We've been talking negatives so far, so let's. I want to say some really good things. So let's let's quickly check our pack uh, because I'm actually I'm holding five cigarettes and if I hold six or, or more, I will explode. So let me let's just go into our inventory. You know what's uh, funny? I couldn't bring <laughs> myself to smoke. It's annoying. I don't like smoking, uh, and I was like, oh, but I got to collect the cards. So I kept trying, but I just kept like I had to force myself to do it. This guy Smoking has is... tuberculosis. Stop smoking. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't know. know. They don't even know what tuberculosis is. They they probably just think it's the devil's well. they think it's the devil's sneeze or whatever. 
but in here, I'm going to donate to the camp uh, a five-star rating on iTunes. Oh, I've also got a five-star rating on Spotify. Do you, Have you, listener, also dropping in a five-star rating on the appropriate application that you're listening to this on? What? It's crazy. Now we can build a better camp for... Uh, we can raise yeah. everyone's morale. Yeah, we can buy more of what we've got. Uh, hit up Facebook at No Time to Ground Podcast, or I've got Twitch at Mega Man EX. Uh, and I'll, I just want to quickly, because Pokemon's happened for those who know me. Um, and so my uh, TikTok, which I just want to double check my name, is Mega Space Matt Space EX. Uh, so basically I'm TikTok famous now. Um, and by that, I mean, I had two TikTok videos blocked. Uh, but if you want to talk about Pokemon, it's good gear. Check it out. Uh, if you want to talk about Elden Ring, then you can also go to my TikTok or you can come over in a month because (laughs) screw Battlefront 2, we're doing Elden Ring. Ah, yes. Uh, look, it just, it just, it took over. It came, and we're like, you know what? We just thought we're going to play this together, and we have been the last few days, which is really fun. Uh, so, so, and we've all played Battlefront too. So we all like, if we, if you really, really want us to still talk about it, we can do an episode on it or uh, slip some thoughts in. Yeah, make sure you let us know why Pokemon. Like, it's it's not Pokemon Nostos. It is Nolostos, and <laughs> <laughs> not both. Um. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, communicate, though. We don't, we're not actually mind readers. Uh, as you can tell, we've been talking over ourselves. Um, so if you were like, hang on, no, 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 I, my whole life (laughs) was hinging on you, uh, talking about Battlefront 2, let us know. And then we can talk about it, uh, more so in the extra episode, because at the moment it's probably going to be a mix of Pokemon, Elden Ring, and... We can talk about it. I don't know. Um, do you guys have anything else uh, that i got to write down in the ledger? Or in no, my journal? That covers everything. Uh, you did mention... Oh, my God. I feel like every time you say something, I just get a negative like tick in my brain. You said <laughs> two things. <laughs> like, <laughs> that I'm like, I want to say better. It's like reverse Pavlov's dog. It's like Pavlov yeah. beat his dog. <laughs> so, okay, before I say this the negative things. I want to say the positive things because I feel like because I'm going to bag out a lot of this game, people might think I hate it. I don't. This game is, it is a technical marvel that like they, you can clearly see the money they've spent on this game. It is graphically insane. The attention to detail and um, recreation of that era is amazing. So this game like is already just as a base, like six out of 10, like, it can't get any lower than that. Uh, so there are there are really good things about this game. And when I when I was getting through the grind stuff and getting to the actual meat and potatoes of the game, it's fun. So I do enjoy this game. I just I don't see it as the masterpiece that you know maybe Michael does and and a lot of other people do. And f- here are some more things that are why. For example, <laughs> why can't I take money back out of the camp? I dumped all my money into it because I was like, I don't really care about buying weapons. I'll just use what's ever given to me. Uh, and then I upgraded everything by the end of chapter three. And now I have like $800 sitting in the kitty because I just kept dumping all my money in. 
And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll buy some weapons now, or get myself cleaned up, and make Arthur look real nice. Because there was a, there, I was, there was a fraction of a time where I was actually like, this game actually kind of popping off right now. Uh, so why can't I take money out? Like I put, I put it all there. Let me take some of it out. Uh, and I can't remember the other thing you said that uh, triggered me. But uh, the satchel, <laughs> only being able to hold oh, five what things the at he- once. Okay, what the way you have to select stuff is we like you hold down. Like whatever the button is, and then like, oh, you mean like R1 to go like, to item, yeah, and then you scroll wheel. But then if you let go in the wrong order, you don't select it. I was trying to put my mask on because I was like, you know, I'll try just a, I'll just a random train robbery, and I couldn't put my ma- bloody mask on because I was like, oh, you have to let go of the this first. If you let go in the other combination, it doesn't work. Why is it so tedious? No, I remember Markiplier had the same problem. You just tap one of them. You hold L1, you tap R1. You don't need to hold R1. No, 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 you tap R1, yeah, to go to the next And then you just hold down and you do it and you've done it. No, no, but like, okay, you need to then move it to the bottom left to get Mm -hmm. the thing. And then you release. Yeah, but if you let go of, of L1... To, or what, like whatever it is, to triangle, whatever it is to bring up the menu in the first place before you let go of the stick. Or if you let go of the stick before you do it. Yeah, if you let go of the stick apply. before. There's like a tiny, like you have like a second. But yeah, if, and then. So there's so many times. And then it's like, like bounty, this. $500. And it's like, fuck you. Sorry. Okay, bounties <laughs> also not conducive to the game. Like. What do you, what do you mean? Now, I, would... I couldn't. Uh, you, so, so. <laughs> You were like you told me about the fast travel, and I I knew you could. I figured out you could obviously fast fast travel from the camp to a city. Cool. I didn't know you could then fast travel back from a camp. So you told me that. I was like, great. That actually makes life much easier. Thank you, Michael. I don't have to like cinematic back to the thing. I make a camp. Oh no, I try to make a camp, and it says you are your bounty is too high in this area. You can't make a camp. Then why give me the option oh. if you're going to cut game elements out? Yeah. No, mate. You know what? So- I don't hate bounties. You know what I do? Hate witnesses. Witnesses. Okay, okay so <laughs> yeah. Adrian, you said you had the gripe that this game suffers from the whole, um, so other characters walk too fast for your walk but too slow for your run that this game and suffers from. And the worst from. part is that it tells you it <laughs> does it, and sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. There yeah. were times where, like, three of us were riding together and, like, one's a little bit in front, one's a little bit behind. Cool, I'm sitting in the middle, and then they, like, but it's not syncing up, and I'm going like faster, so I've got to like stop. I've got to do a little little, little loop. Like, I, okay. I, I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. Like, can I be doing something so simple wrong? But with witnesses, they run 1.5 times as fast as the best button masher ever could. And honestly, it's it really okay. I don't want to uh, shoot them. But I had to because they kept in the very <laughs> first mission that like in the mission it tries to tell you about witnesses. Yeah. I just I just had to lose the honor because I could not do it because as well and I've plenty of times in in other circumstances I have lassoed something. I feel like a lasso god at some points. I'm like, oh, this horse, my horse now. But witnesses I like oiled up. <laughs> or, or like <laughs> They have some sort because it's it's not actually that it's like it's when I'm like to Arthur okay throw the lasso and then they're just like he's just like <sighs> like what have you done what are you doing throw it no okay you know what else what can catch this guy 
a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the witness thing is really annoying because that, that early mission. So I was like, you know what? I am going to role play for this game. I'm going to role play in this game a badass outlaw Arthur because the game has a somewhat at least of a morale system of a well, not a morale system but like a yeah, yeah. Ideology, system. What's the yeah morale system i guess i think it's like on. moral system that's what i'm saying that's what i'm trying <laughs> to <laughs> yeah not um, like camaraderie morale <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like there's a scale and if you do bad stuff you go down on the scale towards the red and if you do good stuff you go up towards the white um so i was like you know i'll i'll take the options that are like evil like Arthur's and takes no sh- take no shit kind of guy, and he's just you know people need to dive to do the stuff that this camp needs, and so be it. And so that quest with the witness came up, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna just shoot the witness because I don't give I don't give a hell. I'm I'm a bloody cow doy. I don't need no I don't need none of that. <laughs> and the game uh, clearly didn't it didn't like fail me out, but it was. Out of nowhere, it'd be like, a witness saw it. A witness saw you kill the witness. Because the, f- the first one is, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's two people scuffling, and I killed the guy that was scuffling with whoever my friend was. Then the witness sh- sees it, and that, that's, that's, this is part of the game. And I chase him down and shoot him, and someone else, out of nowhere, sees it, and then the, the law jumps on me. And so after, like, four attempts, like, trying different ways to do that, I, like, did it straight away. I waited for a while, like let him run away for a bit. Still happened. Um, I like. I ended up just doing whatever, hog tying and letting him go. And then the mission finished. And then I killed him anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you petty boy. <laughs> I ain't I taking no shit. I applaud you. So my my feeling towards witness and bounties and everything is that. You know, they are they are at least attempting to differentiate themselves from a Grand Theft Auto. In Grand Theft Auto, there is, like, no lingering consequence for crime. The game wants you to be able to commit crimes, out, like, evade the police, and, hey, presto, you're back to normal. The world returns to normal. And Red Dead says, well, no, that's not how it works. If you kill someone, someone sees it. If you kill that person, someone probably sees that. Like, you're in a town. And then sure, you get if there's a bounty, actually someone then, around. And then bounties are the consequence of, of the crime and that this area now is always going to have heat. Some shops, depending on how high your bounty is, some shops won't sell to you anymore and things like that. And it's like, so there is... And it's... That's the that's the the point of the game manifesting in the gameplay. Like the point of the story also exists within the the gameplay loop. In that here is a band of outlaws that are finding it incredibly hard to do the things they used to do. Why is why is their world closing in? Why is the law everywhere now? Why are they not free? And this manifests literally in your gameplay as well. Like I think that's like okay. I think that's clever yes. design. It's clever building building realism into the game. And again, I'm coming back to why is realism hampering my video game experience? So, like, yeah, I agree. Obviously, I'm doing crime and whatnot. The, the law is going to come and stop me. Uh, but surely there's better ways to design the game. So, like, 
if I have such a bounty that I can't even make a camp anymore and like use the feature I had to grind money for, that feels that feels counterintuitive. That feels it feels bad, but not it, you sh- even if you're like building that into the game, you should be making it feel good. Like maybe you get access to new like vendors. I, I mean, I don't know if this happens or if there is upsides to being an outlaw, but there should be, you know, while you're losing some stuff, you're gaining other stuff. And I don't. I felt like I was being hampered at every turn in my video game. And I again, realistically, yes, you would be hampered. But yeah, and I think it is. I'm in a video game. From what I can see, because they put so much, like, there's so much work going into this. There's so many layers to the design. I think, I think they made a conscious decision to say no. You do not get rewarded for being bad. Like, then why put it in the game? Because it doesn't make any sense. You can, to me. because that's the point of the story well, that these people cannot live the life they want by being bad people. That, yeah, that so is, he, it is the message of the entire game that this is not a Grand Theft Auto. Like you don't, you know, crime doesn't pay. Like it exists. You can do it, and you get. Like, you get the bad ending if you make it all the way to the end with low honour. Like, there's two endings to the game. Like, it, it exists. I don't think they think that people will stick with it because of what the game pushes back at. The game says, hey, stop being bad. It's pain. Isn't this, is, doesn't this make the game harder? It, you're basically playing on hard mode. And... That's that doesn't feel. That's not a good time. Like why, why hamper your game with realism? Like, well, because what then? What would be the point of making the game at all? Like it, this like, is where I, I sit like, in that it exists the way it does because other games don't do what it does. If you don't like that, that's fine. But why should they conform to giving you a good experience for being bad if that's not the if that's not the message that the game design wants to tell, if that's not where the story goes, if it, they go, okay, well, then you're going to be punished because you're being a dick in the world. Like, Dutch is being a dick. And look, everything's going bad. Like, it all, it all to me, like, ties in. And why should, they, why should they just fold and go, well, we'll make both equally enjoyable? But what, why give me only a negative experience? They should have had, once that shop closes, then, you know, Micah is like, oh, they're not going to serve you. I can help you out. And you get, you know, something like, I know it's very gamey, but it should be something gamey in like, they hit harder, but they take more ammo. And because of your circumstance, it's harder and more costly to get ammo. So it's like, there's still a negative, but there's a positive. Whereas it's by putting that red goal post at the other end, it's like saying, oh, you should try to be bad. And I think it's poor form for them to say that and then not reward you at all. What they should have done, instead of making it a scale where you start in the middle and you go negative and positive, they should have had you start on the bottom and go up. Like you're trying to achieve something rather than you're making a decision on which way you're going. Because that that would change how it feels. Like then I would be uh, like the information I'm receiving as a gamer isn't 
you're choosing to go this direction. It's you're you're going backwards on progress. Because if it was started at zero and every good thing you did pump, bumps you up a little bit, and then you do a few negative things, bumps you back down, that's that's a better like like signal back to me. That, but that does that does happen. But if you choose if you choose to not do anything good ever in the game, you'll never see that it goes up and down. Likewise, if you no, want I know to do it does go up things, and down. You, it won't go I've down. done I've done good things on accident. Oh, we talked about this already, didn't we? That the game. Look, I think the game story. I think the game story and design is at odds. Because so you're saying this, and I know that you're saying they did it on purpose, and it's their decision to do that. I'm saying it's not at odds. I'm saying that it is actually, and this might be, this might be a problem that they are in, like they are in step with each other. The their gameplay and the story is is trying to emulate each other, and maybe that doesn't work. If you have an open world game, that's more akin to a linear game. And that might be where the problem lies. That why give the person freedom if it is against the the ethos of the game. But I would say they're trying to explore that. They're trying to say if you're uh, bad, yeah, They're reinforcing the story through the gameplay. Yeah. But I... And I guess for some that... Uh, for most people, even, it's that's really good. But other games, like, I don't know, I just compare it to other open world games and other games that have done similar things, and it doesn't feel as bad. Like, I'm going to, like, Ghost of Tsushima is an amazing open world game. I anticipated coming into this that one of you might say, I don't, I'm not good at open world games or I'm not conducive to open world games, but I've thought about it a lot, and I am, because there are open world games that I love. Ghost of Tsushima, I played to completion. I 100% of that open world game fantastic that has the same thing where you're a samurai and samurais are honorable but you do have the option to be a nin- like stealthy a ninja a shinobi like and that's not honorable and that did clash in the story but i was like uh, it feels bad but i'm having fun this doesn't feel fun like i'm i'm being out a lot i'm choosing all these things because i'm role playing this option that's given to me in the game and it doesn't feel good or rewarding like being a shinobi in Ghost feels really good. You get cool powers for being one. I think I I, I understand that they maybe they made that active decision to say this. You know, the world is this because the story, you know, needs to tell this dwindling outlaw. You know, the laws taking over. But for someone who wasn't invested in the story, it it makes the gameplay worse. And there are. Like, both are equally as important in the experience. On the flip side, though, does it... So if you are a ninja, which is dishonorable in Ghost of Tsushima, does the game ever make note that you are doing the dishonorable thing? Yes. So I I believe, like, some cutscenes and some dialogue changes. And uh, the main character does go through, like, a, a... an internal, you know, uh, clash of being like, well, I need to do this for my people, but it's dishonorable to my code. Uh, I don't know if it has any, like, lasting story, you know, main impact. I think it's just noted. I don't know if it has any... I can't remember if it has any, hundred like, main impact. But gameplay-wise, it does give you more options. Like, it, it choosing it gives you different combat boons and benefits. But the story is saying... It's dis- it's dishonorable. And my other question 
is is it possible that Ghost of Tsushima that came out two years after Red Dead 2 looked at the design of Red Dead 2 and said, you know what, we can do that better? I mean, Ghost yeah, of Tsushima is that old? <laughs> yeah, right? That feels way too old. I thought <laughs> it came out, yes, like so last I, year. No, Like, I get what you're saying, and and yes, that maybe it could... It, like it could be better and Ghost of Tsushima goes and makes it better. But also like it's it's hard to compare something that is that is newer, that may have learnt directly from it. And so that's not a bad idea, but yeah, we need to make it more fun for the player. Well to be honest, I didn't play bad, so I can't I can't actually comment if it feels bad to be bad. All I know is that like it felt bad morally so I'm dissuaded from it, and I know that it creates pro- headaches that I don't want. I don't want the bounty. I would immediately pay my bounty whenever I got it, and I'd get it for, like, accidentally kicking someone with my horse, and I'd go straight to the post office and pay the bounty. I don't want these things that get in the way, and I feel like that's deliberate. That Because there's only one time that the bounty ever gets really high, and that's um the... The shootout with Micah in Strawberry yeah. uh, can net you a bounty of like $300. God damn, I thought mine of 80 was bad. No, it can't. There's it, somewhere it where I'm going to dead or alive. Yeah, and then that's like the that's the bad one as, as well. But I, but I don't know how much it costs to pay that off. But it can go up to, I'm pretty sure it can go up to You're 300 if, if you do, depending on how you play that mission. And it's like that's that's like huge. I'm at the end of the game when you now have like thousands of dollars, um, and even then, if if something was three hundred bucks, because like in eighteen ninety nine money, that would be absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to me, My- it, it, like it all makes sense, but and I, but I don't know if it feels bad because I didn't I didn't experience it. I think, and this is my whole like point in this, is that it's a it's just a design ethos that they took that I don't agree with. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's not the way I would have designed the game, it, and it didn't feel good to me because we had the discussion of like if Arthur, you were saying Arthur's, you know, he's a his outlaw in this changing world and he wants to be better then why is the game giving me options to be bad if my character arthur is trying to be better because arthur wouldn't i mean right at the beginning you have the option to let these people go that you rob from a train put them back on the train or kill them and i was like okay i'm role playing a badass kill them if arthur the character because if you're saying that they're willing to make the gameplay design around the story of the world changing and being bad is bad and therefore you'll feel bad, then why does the gameplay not reflect the way Arthur's internalizing and feeling into the game of, okay, well then don't give me any options where he can be negative. Well, that being said, you've only made it halfway. And I do feel that the game starts removing choices uh, as the story progresses. Uh, but then you are judged on what you're doing outside of the story. So your honour is judged at the end of the game, and that will lead to one of two endings. But I do believe that because 
so spoilers. Uh, you're up to chapter four, end of chapter four, yeah. Jack is kidnapped. Um, no, end of chapter three, Jack is kidnapped. End of chapter three, he's done. Yeah. So you got him back from, from Angelo Bronte. Yeah. Uh, I have a point on that as well when you're done. And it's like, that's... Um, the game doesn't say, do you want to choose if you can save Jack or not save Jack? It starts to wean them out. But there's actually some really early stuff. So, like, did you help your ex-fiance? Okay, again... I was playing a badass, yeah. like I was role-playing this character and I was like, this Arthur that I'm playing because this game has presented me options, no. Okay, and yeah, and so that closes off an entire, like an entire arc. She did contact me again and I didn't, like she gave me, sent me a letter and I didn't like follow through with it because again, I'm role-playing. Yeah, so, and so it's right there and it's like, and I didn't realise that, I thought that, I thought that you would have to interact with her, but I, I, I double checked, and yeah, you can just fob her off. But yeah, if you don't, it reinforces where everything is going. So it's like, so it it is reflecting. It might not be as elegant as the good version. They might not have put it. And this is the gripe of many bad players. Whether you're playing Fallout, whether you're playing um, Knights of the Old Republic. People that like to do dark side or bad playthroughs often find that it is lacking. And obviously this is potentially another one. I can't really comment on it because I played good and it all, it all goes in sync and it's a, great, it's a great story of a man trying to redeem himself after being horrible. And you're still, and you're still quite horrible. He's not, the, he's not the good person and kind of that's the beauty of... Arthur, he is aware that he can't really be redeemed. And the story is that he tries to select people in the group who he feels are not in too deep. And he tells them, like, get out, run, just don't end up like me. I am trapped. Yeah. The big thing with Arthur is that, and I think it's something that Adrian is missing a little, is that Arthur is a hypocrite. He would be like, oh, just kill them, like, kill this person, they're nothing. But then, obviously, the people he knows, it's like, oh, how dare you have killed them? And it's because he's a hypocrite. Uh, I do agree that if you have a morality system, I understand that you got to make dead ends for good things if you're being bad, but they need to open stuff up. So it, it does suck that it, it's just like a... Dead end. It's so the only thing I can find is that if you are in the lower 50% of honor, when you loot dead bodies, the drop rate is increased for tonic, throwing weapons, alcohol, and tobacco. There's also a higher chance of stealing more money and jewelry. Okay. I mean, I again, I don't know the specifics. I don't know the legitimate, like... But that's it. The... Whereas there are seven bonuses to being good. I'll... I tried to set up a camp at one point. Camps fucked me. I don't know why. <laughs> I tried to set up a camp at one point to, to fast travel, and it was said you cannot fast travel right now because of your bounty. And I was like, okay, well, that just doesn't feel good. The, the other time the camp fucked me, I think it must have been a glitch because the horse was right next to me. I set up camp, and then the horse was just back at my base, and oh, I couldn't so fast annoying. travel. And then that led to... That's, if it's a glitch, then that's a glitch. So, so be it. Um, 
Speaking of the Jack thing and the story in this game, I we, today we would we talked about this. With, we had to restrict so much talking about it throughout the last month. You, you said a lot happens. I feel and I agree. A lot of stuff happens. Like I'm I'm assumedly halfway into the game. I think my percentage is the percentage story percentage or like hundred percentage. I can. I think I th- you can break it down further to see exactly. There's like a total okay. completion and then there's story. Hunting. So mine's sitting at like 38%. So I figured I'm probably like, if that's everything, then I'm I'm halfway. And I'm up to chapter four out of six and an epilogue. So I'm about halfway. And I've put like 20, 25 hours in, I'd say. There's no way to check, unfortunately. And people complained about that online as well. They were like, why did Rockstar get rid of the check? They're like, hour counting. Anyway, um, a lot of stuff happened, but nothing it was very few that impacted the main story. Like everything was more building up in its tiny little arc. So all the stuff you were doing in Valentine was like helping the people in your thing and then stuff broke out and then it came to a head in in a big event. And that especially happened in Chapter 3 with um, whatever that town that was with the two families fighting, the Greys and the Braithwaites. We're doing some fun stuff. Like I'm like, cool, I like this mission. We're blowing up that thing and we're lighting that on fire and whatever uh, but it like none of it felt like it had any impact to the story until it came to a head and then jack was kidnapped and i was like damn this cool finally something interesting's happening and then it has that awesome moment where we all group up and we ride out together and i'm like damn i'm invested this is dope we ride out and we do that sick walk up to the plantation house all in a big line and dutch is at the front talking to the the old lady or whatever and I was like, this is what I want. I want cowboy stuff. I want cowboy cinematic moments. And then, like, that whole scene happens. I want <laughs> one of my favorite parts is that we, so you go into the house, you like kill everyone. This giant gunfight breaks out. You start burning the place down. You go get the old lady and you drag her out. Cool scene. So, so cool. Um, as, as she's being dragged out, some guy like falls, it's on fire and falls down in front of me and his hat topples off him and I just pick it up, put it on and keep walking out. And I was like, damn, Arthur real dope right now. Um, and then that whole scene ends and you know where Jack is. And th- then that's the start of the next chapter, chapter four, you go to the next town and you set up a new camp. And I was like, okay, cool. Really cool store point. This, you know, chapter four is going to be all about getting Jack back. Cool. And that's over in one mission. It's the, it's dumbest it's such a bad mission like not bad it's an uneventful mission it happens but it doesn't have any impact on the story like i don't feel like anything's progressing did you conclude everything with bronte no but my point is like the cool moment was the fact that jack was taken and now the group had a purpose we need to find jack yeah and then it's over in the first mission in the next city like, I don't want to keep bringing this up, but it's like, but kind of always saying to me, like, is the, is the point of the story? <laughs> like, what we're not dealing, this isn't like a movie because it's broken up into chapters and the chapters are quite long. This is more like a season or even multiple seasons of a show in that there's constant, there's constant uh, beginning and ending of arcs. There's multiple crescendos throughout the game. It's not a linear build, and it, it and it is slow paced. Like everyone, even people who enjoy it, know that it is. It's very slow paced, which is a very classic Western trope. 
that they are slow and they are like character based. But there are big events, and you're saying that kind of nothing is happening. But there's really big plot points that are happening, even if they don't result in burning down a plantation. What before the plantation happening? What's a major impact? There's like maybe one or two before, like at each chapter. Like you're right, each chapter is sort of its own story arc, and they would be more interesting if more direct things like that affected the group as a whole happened. But like chapter three, for example, we just spent the whole time messing with the greys and the braithwaites and they were fun little missions, but I felt like they didn't have any impact. Like I understand that they're going for, you build it up until the snapping point, but I just felt like I was doing little chores Mm. until the game was ready to say, okay, now you're going to go to the next chapter. And this is kind of, this is kind of reflected in the story, though, in that Dutch is constantly pretending that nothing is a problem and that it's all about the next score. So playing the Braithwaite's and the Grey, it's all about it's all just about getting money from them, even though he's ignored the fact that they robbed a train from one of the wealthiest men in the country and he's now put essentially the earliest versions of the feds after them. And he's just ignoring that and making you do little odd jobs. Like, I think it is. I think it's reflected quite nicely that if you're getting frustrated, then then that's kind of good. That it's like, why are we doing this? Because that's what Arthur's like. He's like, why are we doing this? And Dutch goes, oh well, we need the money. And but another question is like, why are we? Why are we doing any of this, Dutch? Like things are bad. Yeah, that's why it doesn't. That's why I don't feel like it has any weight. Because like you're getting to know the people, but I'm not being told a story, and that's what I look. A lot of this is just the fact that I was told this is a ten out of ten game with a great story. Like you know when people set the expectation too high, and then you watch that movie or you listen to that song, and you go, I mean it's fine, but it's not great. That's what's happening here. I was told I was going to get a great story, great cinematic story, and like uh, serviceable gameplay. And half of that is true. This, the gameplay is serviceable, but I didn't feel like the story was super engaging to me. And that's like uh, that's probably me. And you, like, I don't know if if it's just the fact that it's like they're trying to emulate a slow burn cowboy thing, but drawing it out to like a forty to fifty hour game that leaves a lot of space. But I, you can summarize this like the main points of this story. Actually, I would like to hear from where I am in Saint Denis where the story goes and ends, if you could summarise it really quickly, please. <laughs> so, once you've saved Jack, uh, again, uh, Dutch breaks his rules in that because everything around, everything around the, the heist and the business of being an outlaw, this is established in like the, the prologue, like in Chapter 1 with the O'Driscolls, that... that all the outlaws and people doing bad things, it's just money, it's just business, you walk away. Whether you win or you lose, you're meant to walk away. Dutch doesn't like that anymore. And so you take, so you go back to Bronte's and you kidnap him uh, and you feed him to crocs in the swamp. Uh, so, yeah, so the Jack one is pretty simple, like kind of in out. and then, But when you then go like back for him, is kind of the the crescendo of like the Saint Denis, and it all starts getting like way out of hand. Then they want to rob a, they want to rob a casino on a boat, 
Uh, that's a really cool like miss- mission where you have to go like undercover. And Trelawney, who sort of comes and goes from the gang, he's like scoped out the boat. Uh, he's like the, an English gentleman kind of thing. Mm, yes, yes. So you, so you go in and the heist goes sideways because every single job you're doing after the early ones go sideways. Actually, yeah. Blackwater, what happens before the game begins has gone sideways. Everything goes terribly. That goes so badly, you end up like in the ocean and you you wash ashore on an island like <laughs> okay this part has mixed this part has mixed reviews i know some people really love it because it's like a really weird like twist they end up shipwrecked on this island in the caribbean and i think it's like i think it's really good but i think it's like an unnecessary detour you wake up on this island and dutch has like immediately made himself friends with local like freedom fighters and so you join okay. in like this civil war between like workers and the the guys in power because it's like a sugarcane plantation uh and so it's this it's this weird little uh, and this is what i mean by like it's seasons of a show chapter five this season's set on an island and you're now like a freedom fighter uh, but at that the point, the writers changed over, and uh, some of the writing got questionable. Yeah, <laughs> but at that point, it kind of all checks out again because that—that's really when Arthur is like, now, honestly, like w- Dutch, like, what the hell are we doing? Why do we care about this, like, civil war on this island? Like, what is the point of any of this? And Dutch just keeps going. It's all about the money. And then you take over the island. You get smuggled like back to America. Uh, is it at the um? Hang on, sorry. Is it at the island? Is when Arthur is pinned by this guy, he's about to like stab him with a knife, and Dutch just walks away. Is that then, or is that because that was one of my like again didn't play it, but that was like, oh, you piece of. It could be, like I. It's been a while since I played that chapter. Um, but that starts to build into the story as well. That you are not, you are not second in charge like anymore. Micah, yeah, Micah gets, yeah, yeah whatever officially Micah promoted, says, he gets like everything. And then chapter six, which is uh, Beaver Hollow. This is the that's like the so this is the final act of the yeah. of Arthur's story in which. Uh, there's kind of like there's nowhere else to go, and the Pinkertons just like just like come for everyone. But it's because spoilers, uh, it's because there's been like a rat in the camp, and so early on there's like within the camp people kill each other and are turning on it, each other. Uh, spoilers, it's Micah. Uh, what a surprise <laughs> because he's just a snake who's only out for himself and arthur learns this and tries to tell dutch but dutch won't believe him um and this like that like completely like severs everything while at the same time yeah. you've got the character stories of like at this point du- uh, arthur and john are now kind of better friends and i think and john is John is starting to see more of Arthur's side of things. And so the the wrap-up for Arthur, it goes one of either two ways. If you're good, 
you fight Micah like as long as you can while trying to get John, Abigail, and Jack to like run away, uh, and you get like stabbed and that kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure Dutch le- just kind of lets this happen. The other yeah, way he doesn't intervene. Yeah, the other way is that if you're bad, uh, you're going back because the because the Pinkertons come. You've got to like go back for the money, uh, and so if you're bad, Arthur tries to go back for the money as well, and Micah just shoots him and just kills him. So well, that's a much uh, it's a much less satisfying ending for Arthur. Yeah, that, like he's supposed to finally redeem himself and finally gets through the to John that you need to leave, and then the epilogue is basically uh, John tries... Red Dead Redemption One. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's the very beginning almost of Red Dead Redemption One, and that. John goes to a ranch. He has to learn how to how to be a normal person, but he but he's not good at it, and he keeps getting drawn into violence, uh, which is like he's sort of getting caught back in the world again. And so you and Sadie, she's become a bounty hunter. You and Sadie go after Micah and like his gang, and that's kind of the story of the epilogue that you decide. That that'll be kind of like the last, that like the end of it all kind of thing, um, and that's basically like, and that's basically like the story beats. And if you want, See, do you want the ultimate spoiler? I think I know it, but say it anyway. Well, the ultimate spoiler is Dutch just gets away with it in the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, I learned that because yeah. I, I was trying. I was like, <laughs> at first I could tell if John was in Red Dead 1 or if it was his son and we were like supposed to like he was so I was like looking it up and it's like the Red Dead 1 story is John going after Dutch and da 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 and da 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 and I was like ah, oh, cool <laughs> cool I like look I like the story concept I like the idea of it's the gang before um, John goes out on his own and you're playing this character that dies because they're not in Red Dead 1 and the story you've just told me there sounds interesting like but i don't know what it is it doesn't it has doesn't translate to the game itself for me like the that final fight sounds awesome i would i wish i could push through another 20 hours of this game to get to it but i just don't think i can (laughs) i would say that Um, like don't don't like force it but i think i think like you do need to experience it i think you kind of owe it to yourself to experience it and not just that but like like the story's great, but it's the characters that are better, and so a lot of the smaller arcs have better writing, and a lot of the stranger missions at times are even more entertaining. Like, uh, what is it, Bright Bouncing Boy, uh, with the Russian inventor, uh, or you meet a woman who is out in the, she's like right in the north of the map. Um, and you can you can visit her multiple times, and each time you have to like teach her how to survive because her husband died. And it's kind of like, and everything, and I feel like quite often they're presenting like everything is kind of about like t- the two paths, and that like she is what Sadie could have been. Instead, Sadie becomes like angry and vengeful and a bounty hunter if someone cared for her and taught her how to that that she could live on her own 
then she might have gotten over the death of her husband kind of thing. And so there's like, there's all these cool like mirrors and that kind of thing. And you know, Arthur has the mirror of like, is he bad? Like Dutch? Is he kind of gentlemanly like Hosea? They're like his two dads. Like, like, I think it's all very, I think it's all very well thought out whether or not it's executed properly. And it isn't like, I feel I warn people when I talk about this game, because I know that it's, it's a, it's a specific experience. You need to have, you need to have the time. You need to have the, the interest and the want to sit with these characters and hear the story and if you're in, if you were coming in expecting something, like I know you probably weren't expecting a Grand Theft Auto, but a lot of people were when it came out. Like even Red Dead One, when that one came out, people were like, "What is this? This is not Rockstar," kind of thing. And so I kind of warned people. I'm like, "It's like you got to be you got to be ready for the experience." And I think I've, I feel like other people feel that as well. That it's like it is a great game, but it it also will not grab everyone. It's it cannot. It's not the game that sets out to please everyone. It's it's not it. And I think that's a good thing. Is how I sort of leave this one. It's a terrible game for a busy gamer. It's good that it tries to be different, and that might mean that it loses some people along the way. It's also just. It's just like, it's just good to me. Is the only way I can explain it. I <laughs> like it's one of the it's one of the best experiences I had with a game. But at the same time, I don't I didn't want to play it from the beginning because of because I knew how long it took me. It took me months to play when it first came out, and I only just finished the epilogue this time around. And when I realized there was a couple of things that I hadn't tidied up, but it was cool to go back into that. And it's like it is like it is a defining experience for me in recent years with games. Doesn't mean that it's perfect. It's broken in many ways. Your horse runs into carriages. Like <laughs> God. The horse the detail to horse crashes in this game is second to none. I I'm obviously annoyed that I've just crashed into something, but the way the horse crumples and Arthur flies through the air and lands is artistic. It is incredibly beautiful they've got the dead horse physics down pat oh so good look they had to kill a hundred horses just to get the formula i love that it i love thinking about like the uh the meta what's that's not the right word of like video games the uh, not ethics either ideologies i don't know the grander things about games and i always find it for a long time, I've thought, you know, masterpieces <clears throat> are games that everyone have to love. But I guess that's not true because, you know, there's people... I, I've talked to people outside of, you know, me and Matt are obviously not as high on this game as you are, Michael. And I've talked to people who feel the same. And But obviously there's a plethora of people who think this game is, is a masterpiece. Um, and it's just so curious. And I love the fact that it's like, you know, me and Matt are high on Undertale and you're high on Red Dead and we're both opposite about those games. Um it's just the way it's I don't I don't know what it is. Grand Theft Auto 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. 
I, I don't like the stories. It's the stories. I don't like them. I don't know what it is. There's just something about it. It's the way that it's made where it's like you have quote unquote the main mission and quote unquote side missions, but you got to do the side missions to progress the main mission. And there's just something about that that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. That's and, what I think I'm referring to when I say stuff happens, but it doesn't feel like a lot is pushing the story forward over 20 hours. Yeah. But that said, I have put in so many hours in Grand Theft Auto Online. I grinded all the way to the yacht, and this is before the uh, the latest, the island um, update, and then there's also a Franklin update that I don't know. Um, so, But before that, I grinded all the way to the yacht, which is a lot of Grand Theft Auto Online. And so I've also played a lot of Red Dead Online. And when you're not playing the story of Red Dead Redemption 2, it is be- it is better than Grand Theft Auto Online. It feels like I've Grand Theft Auto Online is Source uh, is no. What do you call it? <laughs> is Half Life Source, and then Red Dead Two is Half Life Two Source. What is it called? Golden Source and Source. The engines. Golden Source is the Half Life One. Source is yeah, the okay. Half Life Two engine. So Grand Theft Auto Online <laughs> is Golden no. Source. And Red Dead Redemption 2 is source. It is like they fi- you look at them next to each other and you're like, oh, it's the same. Oh, Grand Theft Auto might even be better. But then it's like, no, no, no. After playing for quite a while, Grand Theft Auto Online for PlayStation 5, but like the reason that it's being taken so long to be ported better be because they're putting it into the Red Dead Redemption 2 branch of the engine because this gameplay... Is like I know I've got my gripes with um, the aim assist, but everything else, I but actually. When you're playing... Yeah, when you're playing, when you're playing online with friend, like online, I'm assuming you're playing with friends. No, huh. and this is it's the same for Red Dead Redemption Two. When I'm not playing the story, it's the same. It's the exact same thing. You're killing animals. You're fishing. Um, so that I mean, not. Going out and playing with friends, not doing multiplayer death matches, and not the story. I'm talking about the pure experience of I just want to be on a horse, go somewhere. Oh, look, there's a deer. I'll kill it and then go back to the trapper. That right there, that is the masterpiece for me. That is like that aspect aspect of the game is nearly 10 out of 10 for me. Can I float this yeah. there? As a little footnote, okay, because it doesn't really have any bearing because we have the game that we have and how you experience it is how you experience it. But I believe that I did read an article that when Red Dead 2 was in early stages of development, there were no story, there was no story missions in the way that we know them in that Grand Theft Auto style. Yeah. It was intended that it would be dynamic, that the way you find strangers, the way that the weird little things happen throughout the world, the events, like that would actually drive the story and you would exist more in the open world rather than in a cinematic kind of world. And I believe Rockstar stepped in and said, no, you've got to have... You've got to still have a linear story with like missions. And so they went away and they crafted like 
they they sort of doubled down and went, okay, well, if we've got to do that, we've got to make just like the best like Western we can think of. But originally it was going to be like, and would you have preferred that? Would you preferred it stays in the open world? Because I see it that there are almost two games here. There is the game that Matt enjoys riding around, hunting things, searching for treasure. Uh, you see the KKK pop up, you kill them. Like, like that game is great. But then there's also, I, I at least, enjoy the story. But maybe you're right in that we shouldn't have an open world attached to that story because that story is very clearly trying to tell a story that might clash with what you do with your freedom. So where do you sit on that? If there was a chance that this existed as a more open world dynamic mission system, do you think that would have alleviated your problems? Well, For me, no, because I, as me as a gamer, I just want to get straight to the story. So if I have to stumble around for five hours before I get to, like I happen across my first story mission, quote unquote, that'd be far worse. <laughs> so that for me, no, that, that wouldn't work. But I think maybe for Matt. Well, I think there's more to a game than the story. And um, I like the story. I just feel that the way that the game, yeah, it does connect with the story, does hamper what I want out of it. Um, I think mm. ultimately, though, from everybody's enjoy, I feel like make the tutorial somehow more optional, if you know what I mean. I don't know. It's just very, um, the start does take ages. But besides from that, when I'm not trying to get to the story, that's when I'm having uh, the most fun. I And I think purely because I didn't like Grand Theft Auto V's story, I think that that translates to me as it's a fault of my own. Um, it's not a fault. It's just a preference. Yeah, well, I'm a lot of... It's like a Venn diagram of all the yeah. people that think Red Dead Redemption 2 story is good and all the people who think Grand Theft Auto Five storyline is good. So I'm talking about the, the double bubble here. If I, I feel like if I'm disagreeing with all of these people, then somewhere along the way I've misunderstood something. It doesn't have to be a misunderstanding because for me, my summary on this game and my experience with it is like in the same way that um, Undertale, you can just tell is a perfectly executed experience for what the dev wanted. I think um, Red Dead 2 is the same thing. What, you know, what the developers wanted and what they translated into the game they did perfectly. They'd exactly like Michael's definitely like doing a good job of convincing me that like, this is what they wanted. I disagree with that design ethos as a player and someone who likes to think critically about games, but what they wanted to do, they a hundred percent nailed. And I think that's what makes it a, it's masterpiece. It's just that what they have designed here. I just can't get around, and I, in the same way that, in the sa- in the same way that, in the way that Undertale was designed, Michael can't get a, like necessarily get around. It's just a preference thing. Like that masterpiece isn't for me. I just think you're both idiots because <laughs> I have my I have my uh, faults with this game, but 
I think this, like, I'm trying to say that when I take away the story, this is a masterpiece. This and Undertale, to me, I want, like, they've got the same rating to me in terms of, like, fun. Obviously, Undertale has a better story for me, but it's, like, in terms of fun, in terms of, like, look at it. Like, look at these pixels. Look at this well-crafted thing. It's, like, they're both so beautiful. And the reason that I'm hitting the masterpiece word is because this is a make time to grind, even though I've got a problem with the story. I reckon you get through that tutorial and then you stop playing that story. You deserve it. Stop playing the story. Just go kill some deer, unless that is an affront to you, in which case <laughs> um, kill people. Yeah, there. I feel like I'm on the uh, I'm almost on the other side of you, Matt, where like the story sounds really cool and really good. At least from where I am now to what Michael's described, bar maybe the island trip, but the the gameplay in combination with that story holds it back for me. I think for my final rating, as this is a personal, obviously personal recommendation, if you're like me and you can resonate a lot with what I've said, then this is a fine time to grind. Like, it's a masterpiece, but it is going to consume. 50 you like you know some games are like 50 hours to beat but really you can do it in 30 just for the story like or something like that you know right this is gonna take you 50 hours and like a lot of the games we did last year cult games you're gonna have if you're like me you're gonna have to push through the first couple of chapters because maybe for you it's not that interesting uh so i think if you're a busy gamer uh, this is a fine time to grind. As a busy gamer, you've you've just got to know that this is like is probably not for you because it is very much a settle in, like sit down, put on your comfy pants, uh, let's go for a ride. Like you need, like the game is immersive, the world is immersive, but you need to be able to have time to become immersed. If you can't get on board with the characters or with the story, then it's going to be pretty worthless to you. If you can't get on board with riding around on a horse at a, at that pace, like it's, it, it has, it can't offer you anything other than what it is. So if you've got the time at some point in your life, I think it is a make time to grind. I think it is a master at some point in your gaming experience. You need to look at this just to see everything that has to offer everything that it nails, everything that it doesn't. Look, my wife leaves lights on and cupboards open every single day. And I love her. <laughs> like <laughs> you the things the things we enjoy and the things we love are never perfect. And I don't and I'm not even sure if this game is a masterpiece. All I know is that you need to experience. Like even if you walk away like Adrian going, I I respect their design ethos and I like where the story is going, but God damn it, make me a quicker game. Like why is Peter Jackson's like director's cut of Lord of the Rings, like 12 hours in total. Like Peter edit a little bit more. If you could, thanks. Like everything, Uh, everything is going to affect people in different ways. Yeah, but that's a specific cut. That's longer. There is a shorter cut. There is no shorter cut of Red Dead. Okay. Well, sorry. 
even three hours for Fellowship of the Ring, doesn't it? Like, the Batman comes out this week as time of recording, and when I found out it was three hours long, I was quite shocked. I was like, what is a Batman movie doing that, like, that long? It could be amazing. Someone out there might love it. Someone else might think it's too long. And But I think you just, I think this is one where it's like, you just need to experience it because I don't think what they've done is bad, even the things that don't kind of work. No, not not at all. That's my point. Yeah. Like, none of it's we're not. We None haven't played bad. the Grinch here. Even if it makes you feel like <laughs> you played Banjo Kazooie, just the swimming sections. Even if it makes you feel that way, it was all. It was all deliberate. It all had a point, and you can, and you can just enjoy can, it, or hate it. You can it follow the it. logic. I think you can. If you can follow the logic of the design behind why they made that decision, then it, it's not a bad necessarily a bad decision. It's just what they chose to do. It's like, you know, it's not a right and wrong decision. It's option A and option B, and they chose option A, and you would have preferred option B. So, like, I like the story on paper, but the way they've executed it isn't uh, working, isn't gelling with the way I want to experience a story. That doesn't mean it's bad, because there are plenty of people, there's, like, anecdotal evidence. There's plenty of people out there who... It has worked for, and I know people who have watched, just watched it as a as someone stre- as someone streaming it, and they love the story and they're attached to the characters. So, and I th- I'm pretty sure if they played the game, they wouldn't last playing the game. So, like, obviously, it's just a different design for me. You know, in the in the design, the game, like I've always hated realism in games where it's detrimenting the experience overall like the fact you know that you've got to have your course within whistling range when it's a video game and i need to get somewhere <laughs> like i understand the decision they're making a basically cowboy simulator i just don't like i just it's not in a, it's not agreeing with me this has been a so this, this game is for <laughs> This is I I love this. this I love is, talking about it's it. It's been in, good in discussion. This is, this is my opposite of Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, I loved the story, but I didn't like physically playing it. And I loved this uh, like I, I liked the setting as well. Whereas Red Dead, I'm like, this story, why do I have to do this? I just want to be a cowboy. Like it's so funny. Uh and they Yeah, everyone wants different things out of their games and Sometimes people design something to their perfect specifications and it does very well and everyone loves it. And then there's those people who go, hey, I see what you did, but it's not for me. You know, some people hate Harry Potter, you know, and those books are undeniably enjoyable reads. Some people hate Twilight and those books are undeniably enjoyable reads. couldn't say it with a straight face. Um, but like movies, I'm going through this dilemma with movies at the moment. It'd be really interesting. I want to show someone I know some very classic, well-loved movies, but I'm concerned they won't like it because it's out of its time or it's not what they like. So it's just in everything that's made and done and we consume and entertain, you like some things for some reasons, you don't like some things for other, despite how well they may or may not be made. It's just to each their own. I also think it's timing. Oh uh, yeah, no, that it's it's 
it's to each their own because I'm like, I'm looking at all these by Metacritic, these top scores, 97, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Those are for babies. Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto 5, Stupid Stories. I can't get into it. Elden Ring. Who would even play Elden Ring? Why does this have a 97 on Metacritic? Ugh. Elden Ring. That's the next game, guys. Elden Ring. There were, there'll be less uh, contentious discussion about that, I think. But I think there will be some excellent talking points given how how different the, ex- the Souls experience is so, in Elden Ring. So unfurl your fingers and join us next time. Oh, yes. I imagine the, the hand from Simpsons that like closes up every time they give the wish. The monkey paw? Oh. Yeah, the monkey paw. I was imagining a finger for like the perfect um, segue from this into from Red Dead Redemption into uh, Elden Ring is a finger furling at a revolver, like when you're doing the standoff. Pew pews, pew pews. That's uh, actually can I, final note. This game didn't have enough uh, jewels. The the first Red Dead Redemption has way more gun jewels, more gun jewels in yeah. games. That's yeah, what I'm more, saying. There's more no, duels. There's less sick moments, like just cool cowboy moments. Because you were asking me, like, do I like cowboy stuff? I'm not like in love with cowboy stuff, but like uh, the Mandalorian, there was a very cool cowboy esque scene, and I was here for it. Yeah, Book I of like, Boba Fett was good. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's, that's not I meant. Mandalorian. What are you talking no, about? Not, that is not Mandalorian basically. season three. Not at all. Oh, so that was Mandalorian two point five. I can bring. Yeah, so my point is. Um, or I can bring you I'm down I'm always keen for like really cool cowboy moments like the whole walk up to the plantation I'm like fuck yes this is dope I just feel like those moments are few and far between in this game I'm here for all cowboys all the time alright well thank you very much for listening everyone this has been a long one and I've had a lot of fun please give us your thoughts and uh, and opinions Uh, but thank you very much I've been Adrian I've been the Matt with no name. And I've been Michael. Ye to the heart.